Also, I'm not a bandwagon. I'm from Pennsylvania, and I've always been a Steeler fan. In fact, I have an original Joe Montana um, old school uh, jersey so like- that my mom my mom got me that when I was um, like 18 months old. It's it's over 30 years old. And I still wear it. I, I feel like that's what all uh, bandwagon people say. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. My name is Erica Hinkle. And my name is Joshua Griffin. Thank you for listening to Behind the Scenes, where we go behind the scenes with our Tidewater area businesses, philanthropy, and community involvement. I'm owner of Erica Hinkle Events, LLC, a full-service wedding and event company specializing in floral design and decor. And I own Griffin Air, serving the Middle Peninsula and Northern Neck for all your heating, cooling, and plumbing needs. Let's go behind the scenes right now. Welcome to Behind the Scenes in Tidewater, where we go behind the scenes in the Tidewater area of Virginia. And I, um, it's been a while. We, uh, it we has a been break. a while. <laughs> We took a little break, and uh, as as uh, some of you may know, I'm in the the heating and air business, so the, uh, the summertime is by far my busiest uh, time of the year, and uh, so we have not done any podcast episodes in quite some time. So no, I don't even remember the last like the date of the last one. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's crazy. So. Um, yeah, so any of you that are tuning in, that's where we're at. We haven't, uh, we haven't. We really missed been... you guys. <laughs> um, so great. So let's catch up. Uh, you, what's going on in your life? Um, well, actually, I want to go back to you because you were killing it this uh, summer. You were. I saw you all over the place. I saw your trucks everywhere. So I wanted to ask you, like, how are you doing? Have you? Did, was it a good year for you, considering? Um, you know, the C word. (laughs) Yeah. um, C word. If you're listening to this, we're still in the middle of uh, this pandemic that uh, has pretty much crippled any social activities. And, but to answer your question, yeah, things have been good. We um, we've expanded. Uh, We, we had a plumber uh, during the summer and then he moved on. And then we recently found another guy. I, uh, I've always, I've, I've tried to be really picky about who we hire. Right. And, you know, cause you want, you want, we, we, we don't, we're not the kind of guys that just, you know, I always tell my guys, we're not the Walmart or the McDonald's of our industry. We need to be more like Nordstrom or Chick-fil-A, you know, providing yeah. top service uh, type of deal. So I don't, I don't just hire anybody. And so we, uh, because of that, maybe we could grow faster than we do, but what it does is it allows us to provide really good service to our customers. And, um, so anyway, so yeah, things are good. We, uh, we're trucking along. And I think you have some big news in your personal life. I don't know if you want to share that, but, uh, it's been so long that you're almost done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we expecting a bundle of joy and uh we found out it's going to be a girl so. oh yay congratulations thank you um 
Her name's going to be Blakely Emerson Griffin. I love that. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully she gets her mom's looks and her mom's, <laughs> then she'll be fine. <laughs> uh, she's going to look just like both of you. <laughs> they all kind of look like old men in the very beginning anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, that's so exciting. And my sister, since the last time my sister had a, had a baby, her baby oh, girl no. was born in August um, night. Oh my gosh. No, the 13th, August 13th. Yeah, because next year, her birth, her first birthday will be on Friday the 13th, which I thought is, that's kind of fun. Yeah, our wedding anniversary fell on Friday the 13th this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, did you guys go anywhere for, for your anniversary? Maybe we were uh, doing the podcast then, I don't remember. Really don't even remember. We didn't do anything super crazy. I think we uh, went out to a nice dinner. We, uh, I, I messaged her a couple of days before and I said, hey, I haven't gotten you anything. Did you get me? He's like, no, and please don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I just want to be prepared so that I'm not <laughs> like she did get you something and you didn't get her anything. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't really do anything for our anniversary either. It's just been a weird year. You know, it's just like there's anxiety in all like to make decisions to go out places or even to go travel like for the weekend or have like it's like, oh, well. You know, you, you almost don't want to just go and spend the whole time in the hotel because you don't want to go out. It's just a weird time. It's just a weird time. Yeah. And the thing that I've noticed about all of this is it, it doesn't let up. Like, you know, you you I feel like that everybody can kind of pay a price or go through a struggle for, you know, a certain amount of time. And then eventually you're like, you know what? You know, I, I've done my part. Now I want to let's get on with this thing. Right. And, thing isn't good letting us get on i mean it just keeps on keeps on keep, keep on keeping on yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and uh i'm sure your wife has gone through it but my sister-in-law was telling me that you know the doctor's visits are a pain you know you have to like sit out in your car wait for let them know that you're there then they come out and get you you can only bring one person yourself you can't uh, actually, she, towards the end, she was allowed to bring her husband in there. So I hope you've been able to go to some appointments. But it's just crazy. Yeah. So our our whole deal, we had heard that about other hospitals and uh, and doctors and things like that. And we had been fine. Uh, we I, I've been to all of our appointments and everything fine. But as of last week, they're cracking back down and oh, saying, no. saying, now I can't go in. So um, that's crazy to me. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. That's crazy to me. I'm just going to put it, put that out there because this, first of all, this is her, this is y'all's first baby. And to, for her to even have anxiety about doing it alone, that's insane. Like, uh, I hope I will be praying that that doesn't happen for you guys because that's just, no woman should do it alone, especially if she doesn't want to, you know, like, or she doesn't need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Crazy. And that's what I meant by that is it just, it doesn't let up. Right. You know? I feel like everybody pays the price for a little while and then, you know. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been such a weird, weird year. It's like, it's almost like one of those things where you're, you can't even have like a stand on something because everything is just in turmoil. Like people are over it. 
it, it's yeah. just it's it's a, it's a hard time right now yeah yep so we uh at griffin air we've we've been pretty much taking extra precautions um we uh you know we prep the areas that we're working in we make sure that if something does need to be touched by us we are disinfecting that our of course our guys are wearing masks right we we actually had a job recently where someone was sick in the home and we had to but for the safety of our employees tell them that you know we were not able to to do what what they were asking us to do so um you know that's that's the other thing is you know essential or not if uh you know no one's immune uh, 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 you know in general you know just because you're an essential employee, you, you know, we, we care just as much about our, our employees as we do our customers. Right. Of course. Yeah. Nobody wants it or wants to give it to anybody. You know, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. We, in our industry, well, my industry tanked this year, we did terrible for the listeners that are new or don't know I'm in the wedding industry. <laughs> there were not a lot of weddings this year. And even the ones that there were, you know, the, We've just gone back down to a restriction. We can only have 25. It had gone up, um, but now it's gone back down. You can only have 25 indoor or out, which it just makes it so hard for these these brides and grooms and these couples. It just makes it so hard. It's like you plan something and then two weeks before, oh, you have to slash 75% of your guest count. It's, oh, wow. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do. So um, have you noticed that a lot of folks that are, you know, or were planning to get during the, are they waiting until it's until after it's all over or are they just going ahead and, and just having a really small wedding? Well, it's interesting. That's an interesting question. It seems to be um, just basically like who the client is. Like, for example, I had a, um, a really sweet couple and they were supposed to get married in May at, at this venue. And, um, of course, you know, they weren't able to, but they still got married in their backyard. And then next May is when their reception will be at the venue. So they're going to have like a kind of like a double uh, wedding. They already got married. But then wow. there's other couples that have, you know, just postponed. And and then there's other people that are just kind of over it. And then they're they're finding more private venues where you know, it's somebody's house or something. So you can't necessarily, um, regulate, uh, mm-hmm. kind of what's going, you know, kind of what you can't make everybody wear masks, you know, that kind of thing. It's just been, it's been hard. Um, I did, it's crazy. Cause I feel like this year has gone by so slow because <laughs> I haven't been working and yet right. it's gone by so fast at the same time. I can't believe we're already in November, but, um, yeah, I only had, I mean, less than five weddings this year. And that's, you know, that's not really great. But yeah, everyone in my family was safe. All the weddings that I did, there was never any, you know, COVID cases or anything like that. And of course, I take, I take precautions. I, by law, I have to take precautions. Right. Um, so, you know, we do, we do the same thing. And it, it does make it difficult, like trying to talk to guests as far as like they're asked, they'll ask you a question, like where the bathroom is, and then they can't read your lips because you have a mask on and then they can't hear you. It, you know, it was just stuff like that this year. 
Um, and I'm definitely ready for it to be over. Yeah, uh, I, I, was, I was asking because I uh, was talking to another business owner recently and basically what he was saying is, you know, things are tough right now and things have slowed down for his industry as well as well. <laughs> and, uh, but he, he thinks because of that, especially like these folks that are waiting to have their wedding, like for you, right. he thinks in the future, it's going to be like a tidal wave of, because you're going to have the people that were going to get married anyway, next year or two years from now. And now you got all these people that have been waiting and uh, you know, it's going to be, it, it's going to bounce back in a big way. And, yeah. Uh, so I, I totally agree. And the way I kind of view like the wedding industry is kind of the same way that I would imagine like somebody would view a funeral industry. Everybody gets married and everybody dies. It just, that's what, that's the, the nature of the beast. So I do think there's going to be a tidal wave. The problem that we're having now from 2020 to 2021 and even into 2022, the issue is that like all the people that postponed for next year there are now the people that were already that were going to get married or just got engaged in there are no dates in 2021 so right. now they're pushing back two years so yeah i think i think within the next five years especially with a vaccine comes out um a safe vaccine uh i think it'll probably even out but yeah I, the next couple of years are like gonna be touching <laughs> just i feel like you know up and downs up and downs up and downs yeah yeah, definitely. that's crazy. And as a business owner, you know this uh, too. I have to, you know, figure out how to sell in the times, you know. So it it has been hard for for me just to like, okay, so now somebody wants a client that was gonna have two hundred people at their wedding. Now they want me to help them plan like a micro wedding, which is that's two separate things. So it's just a lot of work on the planners and on the brides and grooms. It's just a stressful time. So, yeah, I, uh, I can't wait until it kind of normals out a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because the other thing with, you know, on top of that is my wife and I were talking recently. The uh, there was, I guess, uh, a bunch of companies have gone out of business because of it, uh, including Pier One uh, Furniture. <gasps> what? Yeah, I did not know that, Josh. <laughs> oh, no. When? Are they having their clearance sale now? Do I need to go down there today? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just regurgitating what other folks have told me, but I guess whoever owns it also owns these other businesses that are going to, you know, going to be going out of business. And I'm trying to remember the, uh, the, the main company because, oh, I know what it was. Uh, so Joseph A. Bank or any of their that's that's a men's fashion where you can go buy suits and stuff uh-huh i think they have sister companies that are for women they're all going out of business but the company that owns all of them now again i'm i'm just regurgitating so if this isn't accurate you know don't send me hate mail uh, <laughs> but, uh the company that owns them i believe is either brooks brothers which is a men's fashion store or uh, or the company that owns Brooks Brothers. But anyway, they are filing bankruptcy. So they're not going out of business necessarily, or maybe they are, and maybe they're just, you know, packaging it that way, or I, I'm not sure. But 
because of all that, that I, I would guess that when things do level out, you're going to see somebody's got to fill that void. You know, people are going to have to buy suits or do whatever it is they're going to do. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, I'm seeing so much more online business. Like I'm really seeing, you know, like I bet you somebody is going to come up with like a suit box that for $30 a month, they send you pieces of suit, like (laughs) these bark box and these, all these home meal kits and stuff. I mean, these businesses are soaring right now. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me. Uh, just to go back because I looked up, uh, yeah, Pier 1, uh, Pier 1 went out of business in June or May of this past year. Um, and I have not been, I have not been to Williamsburg in a long time. So it seems like it's probably they've already gone through their sales and it's probably empty at this point. I had no idea. <laughs> I love that store. <laughs> Website. So maybe, maybe they're going to do something more. Maybe they just closed the stores. Yeah, it does seem like they have an online business still is what I'm looking at. I'm going to look into that because I maybe I can get some. I love those Papazon chairs. <laughs> those are those round ones with the cushions. Uh-huh. Yep. I, I love those. Uh, the other thing with that is um, uh, I think I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something else about Pier 1, but I don't remember. Well, I thought Pier 1 and Pottery Barn was owned by the same people, but it doesn't say anything about um, Pottery Barn. But yeah, it's just, it's terrible. Like a lot of, you know, and if Pier 1 is going out of business, you know that a lot of mom and pop stores across the country went out of business this year. And, you know, I feel for all those people. I also have seen like a huge surge in like, and we have talked about this before. I don't know on the podcast or just me and you personally, but um, gardening and homesteading, like that's becoming a really big thing um, again, which I get excited about because I love growing my own food. Yeah. So it's just uh, it's just interesting when we're in these times, like what kind of companies are really doing well, like seed companies are selling out toilet paper companies. <laughs> They've had a big year. Yeah. <laughs> That's forever. Yeah, seriously. So it's just interesting uh, to see our country in the time that it's in and what businesses are doing well and what businesses aren't. Yeah. Yep. So uh, enough of that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Enough of doom and gloom. Lame. Uh, oh, I have a question for you because we always talk about this stuff and I haven't talked to you in so long. Uh, what new shows are you watching? <laughs> ooh, what new shows am I watching? Um, I don't know. I need to think about that. We, uh, we just binge watched something recently from beginning to end, but I'm now I'm drawing a blank on what that is. Um, Did you see Umbrella Academy? No. Is that good? It is good. Uh, I really like it. And I'm not a big, um, I don't know. I'm not a really big, huge fan of like superhero and like sci-fi-ish kind of stuff. But there are certain shows that I will watch. Yeah, it's very good. I think you would like it. Huh. I, on that note, I'm sure you've seen, because it's kind of an older show, but have you, you've seen the uh, Making 
making a, a murder, right? We're- oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> What's going on with Stephen Avery? You guys, any updates? <laughs> and the Griffin household, do you think he's innocent or do you think he's guilty? Okay, I'll be, I'll be 100% honest with you. When I watched the first season, I was still on the fence. I, I thought he was guilty because of the whole um, – he like burned a cat in a bonfire one one time when he was younger. Like people that do weird stuff to animals, like right. I don't know. I just was like, no. But after I watched the second one and she got he got that lawyer, I think he's innocent, man. I don't know. I think he's innocent after I watched the second one. So my wife thinks that he's guilty. Uh, okay. And I think that he's either innocent or or at least it's possible that he's innocent. Uh, right. I, uh, as, as we've talked about before, there's all kinds of conspiracies that I'll sometimes, uh, entertain. Maybe, maybe not necessarily believe what they have to say, but I'll, I'll at least entertain what they, what they're bringing to the table. And, um, I, I, the one thing she and I can both agree on, uh, for anyone that's not seen this show, Turn off this episode because we're going to probably throw some spoiler alerts out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> but we can both agree that the, there was some shady stuff going on by the the, the police in that county. Uh, yeah, way shady. Like, ridiculous shady. Yeah, yep. And it's crazy to me that that's not... I mean, that's, I guess that's just the way the justice system works that, you know, that that shouldn't, that, to me, that should play a role in all this. But, uh, you know, there was an, an episode of the show towards the beginning of the season, because I've kind of gone back and watched it a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, when you get bored and you can't find anything on TV. And, um, you know, there's an episode where they, there's this vial of blood that was supposed to be uh you know n- never open oh yeah okay i know where you're going with this yes yes and you know again if you haven't seen the show it's you know it, 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 let's just say it's a little suspect so there's Steve- it's way suspect <laughs> avery's lawyers and they're they're inspecting this i forget the reason why but they're you know they're they're going into this uh you know blood that has been stored away and they realize that it's been tampered with and all this stuff. So of course that's, uh, you know, a concern, but the thing that, that floored me about it and, you know, this, this, this isn't a, uh, you know, a show, I don't want, I don't want this to turn into, you know, uh, cause people think you can be black and white. You either, either you Oh yeah, right. Either you support our troops and our our police, or you hate them. You there's no never any gray area. You're not allowed. Right. That there's good and bad people in all professions. That no, you're not allowed to say that because if you say that, then that means you hate the police. So anyway, <laughs> I uh, anyway the the thing that floored me about it is they're they're basically telling this judge so. You know, for any of you that I, I do support our troops and our police and all of that, but this judge that's on this documentary, this Joker, uh, he's being told that you know this vial was messed with and blah blah blah, and you know regardless of what the law says, uh, you know should happen with that, 
whether that affects the case or anything like that, you know, as you can tell, I've really thought about this. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but the thing that Florida, I love it. <laughs> I had no um, passion. There was no, there, it was, it was a matter of fact. And he's, and he's deciding whether or not this can be even introduced during the trial. And I'm like, where, if any, any normal judge is going to stop and say to the state, to the DA, to the police, to whoever, what the hell, you know? Yeah. What, where, yeah. What, what was the broken, (laughs) who broke the system? Because I mean, uh, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree because where that's the only thing, that's the whole thing about that is where that blood vial was. It had to be somebody on the inside that tampered with it. Yeah. It had to be. And so, yeah, man, I know. And the poor guy, I mean, he's a little weird, uh, as is his nephew. Right. (laughs) But he spent, what, 15 years or something in jail for a rape he did not commit. 18 years. Yep. 18 years. That's it. 18 years. That's right. Like, if this guy didn't do it, and it's funny because you, it is one of those stories where you can kind of see it both ways. You can, you do have doubt on both sides. But if he didn't do it, what a life this guy has to live. Like, this is, yeah. To, I mean, yeah. Because it's been, I mean, I don't know how long, but it's been like 20 years since this all happened. Right. So he so he was in for. Yeah. Right. And then he was out for however long, a couple years, like eight months and or some shit. <laughs> now been back in there for the last 20 years. And yeah. Yeah. With you on that. That's interesting. Somebody, it's crazy. Somebody is uh, going to meet their maker someday and uh, <laughs> have some questions. To answer. Yeah. And just so that. um listeners know I totally do not believe in the whole defund the police I actually think we need to give them more funding so more training so stuff like this doesn't happen right um yeah yeah so like I'm not I'm not for like taking away uh or you know there's a problem and we need to fix it but how we've been doing it is not really working right yeah So, so yeah that is a good show. I'm waiting for uh, season three to come out. I don't know if there is, even is a season three. That I'll look that up. Um, yeah, I've watched a bunch of documentaries uh, over the last couple of months. I couldn't even, and, you know, I'm still on the podca- podcast game. Are you listening to podcasts? Uh, I have a couple that I keep up with. Uh, most of the ones that I listen to are, you know, uh, politics, to be honest with you. I, um, I don't. I, I'm not I'm not one of these people that don't trust anything that's said on the news channels. But as you know, most of them are either biased one way or the other. And so I'll, there's a few podcasts that I'll follow because because of that to get my news and things like that. Um, right. But uh, I I just not to uh, to pull it back, but I just uh, figured out what that show was that we um, binge watched in a just Oh yeah, what what was that? Uh, it was called the Queen's Gambit. On- uh, you're like the third person to tell me that that's a good one. I haven't watched it yet. It's interesting. Uh, it's it's different. It's very different. 
but the acting is really good. Uh, that's one of my pet peeves. Uh, my wife hates whenever I'm like, you know, there's certain shows that I'm like, the thing is just absolutely horrible or movies. And um, so that's like one of my pet peeves. And <laughs> watching something and you can tell that one actor is waiting for the other actor to stop their line so they could start their line. It's just not, I don't know. It's, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like genuinely flow. It doesn't flow well. Right. Yeah. So to me, you know, real life, uh, just like this podcast where we interrupt each other, we sometimes cough, we whatever. And to me, that sort of stuff, if it makes it into a show or movie, um, to me, it adds to it. I mean, it, it, uh, anyway, I, uh, yeah, no, for sure. That's why, uh, Jim Carrey, like side note, that's why Jim Carrey was always so good because, uh, I watched a documentary on him um, and he ad-libbed a lot of stuff. Like he wrote his own jokes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's why he's so good because just play off the character. Yeah, definitely. So what about you? Is there, uh, uh, you said Umbrella Academy. Is there any other shows that? <sighs> yeah, well, that's one that I've watched with my husband. Ooh, <laughs> guess what's coming out? This It should be soon. What's that? The, the the circle another another season of the circle the circle is that the one where trapped? <laughs> that's the reality one where they're like all in their own apartments yeah. and they're talking to the tv <laughs> yeah, and some of them are not who they say they are <laughs> yeah ridiculous most ridiculous show ever but i liked it <laughs> i like shows anyway uh yeah you know i've some people hate them I I can't watch a show that like if it is sci-fi or something that's unbelievable if it gets too far-fetched or unbelievable I just lose interest. So I- that's me too. I I feel the same way. And it's funny cuz um all the boys they love like they watch like The Flash and The Arrow and like all those shows and you know it <laughs> I watched a couple seasons with them, but I just lose interest. And then I find myself like sitting there thinking about other things that I'm like, I'm not even watching TV right now. And then I'll go get up and do something else. <laughs> but I'll, I love true crime and documentaries. Oh, you know what I've been getting into is YouTube channel. Like <laughs> I watch a bunch of different YouTube channels. And so I'll binge watch, uh, I'll binge watch those when I don't feel like watching something on, on TV. I love YouTube. I, Dude, YouTube is the best. <laughs> I uh, I have a YouTube channel uh, that's growing. Um, I know. I noticed that actually. I just checked your uh, your subscription your subscribers the other day, and I was like, "Wow, oh, he's getting some uh, he's getting some good uh, feedback on his uh, channel." That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun, and uh, but because of that, it makes you you know. I already have all these people that I've always watched their videos and followed, I guess, but it makes you think even more now about that sort of stuff, you know, the stuff they're doing or whatever. So. Yeah, I love it. I really, I really enjoy YouTube. I would, um, excuse me. I would like to, I don't know, somehow like switch most of my social media to just using YouTube because I just feel like the people on there, I mean, of course you can get like drama and stuff, but 
I really believe like in my heart of hearts, like these families that I'm watching, these, these channels that I'm watching, like, I know these people and they're my friends, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and I just felt, I just feel like for my industry, especially now it would be beneficial where I could show, I could turn my clients to my channel if I ever get myself in gear and they really get to know you. So I think that you do a really great job about that. Like you probably, I don't know if it's brought you new business, if you're able to see like those logistics, but just being able like to tell your clients like, yeah, well, you know, check me out on YouTube and then they can get to know you. I don't know. I just love YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, to answer your question, I, uh, it, it has been good. And the thing that I've found out is, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of ways you can, you know, make money off of this sort of stuff. Um, and -hmm. obviously I'm not, I don't have a following like some of these 10 year old kids that have millions of followers. Oh my God. Right. Um, (laughs) But I, uh, what I've done is I, I did start another business and the idea is just like a CPA would help you with your taxes this uh, website will help you in purchasing a heating and air system. Oh yeah. We talked about this. So, so it's a go, like you uh, really put it out there. Yeah. Now? It's live. Uh, we've good for you. Thank you. We've uh, sold, I think uh, probably over 20 subscriptions. Uh, I'm just guessing. Um, so it's been going really good. And, um, and, and the only uh, funnel, if you want to call it that the only thing, Mm-hmm. that sends them my way is YouTube. I, I'm not doing really, yeah, I'm not doing any other advertising. YouTube just gives you an opportunity to, to do a video and to, you know, prove that, you know, what you're talking about. And then in addition to that, you know, you can say, Hey, by the way, you know, check out the, yeah. So, Yeah. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. I know that was something that you've been thinking about for a couple of years. Yeah, I've been working on it for for quite some time. So um. stay tuned and we'll be right back with Behind the Scenes. It's just like uh, people that write books, you know, nobody sits down and just writes an entire giant book in one day. So it's it's been like that. No, that would be me, like procrastinate until the day before and then <laughs> bang out 24 chapters. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited for you about that. Yeah, things are good. Moving on up, moving on up. Yep. Uh, hey, I actually have uh, some news about my business, actually. Let's hear it. Um, okay, well, I can't share the venue. Uh, just yet because it's not 2021 yet so once it's 2020 once it's 21 I will be able to share the venue but I um, got my first uh, like venue which basically means this venue is using my business exclusively for their planning so uh, so yeah basically it's like couples will go there and they will recommend me and so they're like selling the client for me that's great (laughs) So it's really, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, like went from less than five weddings to uh, as of right now, there's like over 30 that are on the books for next year. That is great. I know it's very, very exciting. And so I'm actually like, yeah, I haven't worked since 
August, I guess, or no, that's not true. I think I had a wedding in September. Um, but I've been like really worried about like Christmas this year and just because, you know, I haven't been working, but I interviewed for this, um, you know, this basic, basically it's like a collaboration, I guess you would, you would say. Um, and I, I interviewed for it and, uh, they love me. I've worked there before. Uh, so it, it really is going to work out very nicely. And then, um, so I'm just like taking this downtime now to like get my stuff straight, you know, basically all the stuff that I said I was going to do last year. Now I actually have to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been nice too. It's, it's weird. It's like, I don't know when all this, the C word hit and, and, not working it's like I worried really I worried a lot and ultimately everything worked out like even better than I would ever expect it just wasn't in my time nice. frame and so it's a it's a lesson to take with me into next year is that it know. really speaks to how good you are at your job too because you know to me it really says something that they want to make that kind of commitment and on top of that it'll probably allow you to hone your cat your craft Dude, I am so excited about it. Honestly, like so excited because the things that, yeah, they love me. And <laughs> you're going to like listen to this podcast and be like, okay, Erica. Uh, but no, they do. Um, and one of the reasons why like we have always just, because I've worked at this specific venue. I've worked there um, before, uh, like for the last three years. So I probably have done like 20, I would say probably 20 weddings there maybe total in the last uh three years never once had an issue ever at any of any of my weddings never had an issue and they've already like they were trying basically how it would work is like a um another planning company that I worked for had the job and then so I would work under the other planning company but they would they would want me to be the one that is doing the weddings and so eventually the other planning company and the venue did not work out just not for any in particular reason other than you know just moving on and so they needed somebody and they were going to hire somebody in-house and I can't I can't do an in-house job because this place is a little bit it's about an hour for me so I just can't do an in-house job so then I approached them and I just said hey would you consider doing another third party situation but with my company because I own my own company and they didn't know that I own my own company so they were like Oh my God, you own your own company? Yeah, Erica. Yeah. Okay. So, and then they were like, sent me all of, uh, you know, all of the weddings for next year. So it's, it's really exciting. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But this year I didn't really do, uh, very much. I rescued a dog. Um, I started a home, uh, homestead group, Facebook group and stayed busy with that and just did a couple weddings here and there so it was nice to spend more time with my family oh I also was like a homeschool person mom you know had to teach school from home which was so fun let me tell you (laughs) I actually my kid just started a hybrid schedule like two last week was the first week and I already see a difference in him just going to school two days a week. So I'm really happy about that. That is really cool. I have to ask, cause I saw that you had um, rescued that dog. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Old chiefer. <laughs> what, what was your question? I'm sorry. What are you doing? 
Oh, he's um okay. So he's doing good. I actually have a lot of conviction about this because I have not done an up update in over two weeks. Um, he's doing good, but he was not doing good like two weeks ago. Like it was uh, uh, it was bad. I don't, I don't even know really what happened. It was just like all of a sudden his health started to deteriorate. Deteriorate. He started like ripping his fur off. He's lo- losing fur. He was losing weight. He stopped eating. So obviously, I took him back to the vet. We do a bunch of lab tests and um, he, the, the vet was funny because she was like, yeah, he just seems to have a bacterial skin flare up. And I was like, what do you mean a flare up? I like, I, he's on all the medicine. He's, I'm giving him all the, the, you know, the right food and everything like, and she's like, yeah, well, you know, when you have an animal that has a compromised immune system for as long as he did, sometimes you're just, she's like, it's just like a person. They're going to get sick every once in a while, even if they're taking all the right stuff. But I was like, oh, I had no idea. So he's on prednisone, which is the steroid and an antibiotic, and he's already doing much better. But I do need to take a picture because, but he, he did lose weight and he doesn't look as good as he did. I'll just say that. Um, but he's doing good. Like he still is, he's my bud. I had to kick him out of the, out of my bedroom so that I could record with you today. And he looked at me and was like, what? (laughs) He stays by my side all the time. That's awesome. He, uh, there's a a Facebook group that I, I guess it's a group. It's a page that I follow called Dodo. And. Oh yeah. I love Dodo. Yeah. They're always doing videos of rescuing uh, an animal and basically uh you know the before and after and uh i know i'm waiting it, a couple people suggested that to me to like send chief's story to them because they'll probably do and i was like yeah once he looks better now he just he, doesn't, he still don't look that great <laughs> uh, it's just gonna be a long um a long process yeah and i do need to update ever because the vet already said like we're going to be pushing the heartworm um, treatment another three months at least because he's just not, he's just not ready, ready for it. Gotcha. And that, that's like the, what they inject in, in them for the heartworm, it's strong stuff. And so if you're not on your, you know, you're not at your best, you're, you won't survive it. Gotcha. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's doing good. How are your puppies doing? They're good. Um, Buck uh, had a tumor on his lip, and oh, they removed that. But they found out that it was malignant, and uh, they found out that basically they didn't. They either didn't get it all, or I don't know. I'm not a scientist or understand all the. <laughs> Ultimately, right. what it boiled down to is they did some tests, and so he had to start chemo. And so he started that last week. So he's, but he seems to be doing well. He's, uh, they were telling me some of the side effects and things like that. And he hasn't had many of those, if any. And uh, so he's my buddy. He's in uh, a, a, a good uh, percent. He's the one that's in your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, the one that's in most of my videos. And, uh, so he's my buddy. He goes everywhere with me. If it's not too hot or too cold outside, he gets to go. And yeah, that's awesome. Yep. But yeah. I love bringing my dog places. Yeah. I love that. 
Um, anyway. Yeah. What else we got? So I wanted to do something, uh, you know, a little different, maybe um, just to kind of, you know, this is our first episode back and to just kind of uh, throw a few things out there. We've been on here for almost an hour, so we we can make this quick. But I, uh, I, I don't know, we can kind of call it the top three things going into the holidays that is either unique to this area or maybe unique to your family. And um, I thought maybe we could both throw a couple out there and, and just kind of riff on that. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I have my three. I'm about to type the third one. Okay. In. Right now. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll dive right in. Uh, the, the, the thing that uh, we found out you know, a year or two ago, uh, is there are, you know, we're, we're coming, we're coming up on Thanksgiving and in fact, we're coming up quick. I think we're what? I know what it's like a week tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. I, I grew up, I need to get on that. <laughs> yeah. Where I grew up, this was not a thing. Uh, you know, where I grew up, that I'm aware of anyway. Uh, you know, I grew up in the mountains of Virginia, uh, near Stanton, Virginia, about 30 minutes west of there. And there is, you know, nobody that does this sort of thing. Most folks have a meal and they have their family and all that. And that's pretty much it. But uh, there are some restaurants around here that will cater for your Thanksgiving meal. And you can, you know, order what you need and it can be a family of two or a family of 10 or 20 and they can hook you up. And the, the, we did this last year. We're not doing it again this year and not because we didn't uh, enjoy the experience or anything like that. We're just, you know, going to go back to the traditional way and, and um, you know, just to break up the monotony, I guess. But, the restaurant that we did it at last year is doing it again this year. And it's called the table and, and Deltaville. And, uh, you know, like say you just, um, Hey Josh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just heard some real bad reverb in the, like to the point where I wanted to tell you about it. Oh, gotcha. It, it like cut your sentence off. And all I heard was like, bah, for like 15 seconds. Interesting. Um, well, I'll just say it real, real quick again, that if you, uh, if, if, if you don't want to cook a big dinner or, and you just want something that, you know, let, let somebody else take care of all that, take the, the, the weight of all of that off of you, because it's in some families, it's quite the, uh, commitment to cook Thanksgiving dinner. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so the table in Deltaville, they'll, they'll do it all for you and, uh, you just pick it up ahead of time and you know you you have your entire thanksgiving dinner right there where is the table um in delta is it down to like the downtown area he, I, I guess it's yeah uh it's right there on the left as you come into deltaville um probably when you get to the limits of deltaville it's probably maybe not even a mile and it's yeah okay okay cool so, yep yeah, I bet a lot of people are going to um, 
do the catering this year because a lot of people's Thanksgivings are smaller, you know, this year, not a lot of big families yeah. are getting together, but I will, this was not a thing when I grew up either, Josh, I specifically remember like what Thanksgiving was about. We would watch the parade in the morning and one time grocery stores weren't open on Thanksgiving. The only thing that was open was your local convenience store. And then they generally closed at four o'clock. Like you could go in and get your eggs if you needed eggs and milk, but that was, you got your stuff before Thanksgiving. And then the stores wouldn't open back up until early Friday morning for Black Friday. Gotcha. So it's like, it's funny because, you know, no restaurants were open. You know, maybe the movies, because some people do like to go see movies on uh, Thanksgiving, but it's just funny how, the times have changed. I don't think the table's open on actual Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I think you have to pick it up ahead of time. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. But yeah. Uh, now, I, I just have to throw out there, because uh, you said you watch the parade every year. Uh, my mm-hmm. tradition for Thanksgiving is to watch the Cowboys lose every year. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, are we going to go to football for a second? Because my team dust my shoulders off is still undefeated <laughs> way to go pittsburgh way to go breaking records 2020 yeah anyway <laughs> it's life I, I i i don't know if you know but i'm a huge cowboys fan and have always been since i was little and when everyone else moved on to the next bandwagon or whatever not saying you're a bandwagon but a lot of folks I didn't know anybody when I was a kid that wasn't a Cowboys fan because they were the best team, period. And right. when it, <laughs> everybody I knew was a Cowboys fan. And then when everyone else moved on, I just stayed with them. And it's been a tough life. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. Um, I saw the, uh, what's his name, Dax uh, Pres- Prescott or uh-huh. whatever. Uh, I saw that when that happened. Yeah, Oof, I felt bad for him, man. That was like terrible. And then, <laughs> isn't like, didn't you guys hurt like two more quarterbacks after that? <laughs> Y'all aren't having a good year. <laughs> like we're, we we were on our fourth quarterback last week. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> Also, I'm not a bandwagon. I'm from Pennsylvania, and I've always been a Steeler fan. In fact, I have an original Joe Montana um, old school uh, jersey like- that my mom my mom got me that when I was um, like 18 months old. It's it's over 30 years old. I still wear it. I, f- I feel like that's what all uh, bandwagon people say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. I. I you guys were the closest team. Ironically, you guys were the closest team to take our undefeated season away from us. But we pulled through in the end there. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right. Do you want uh, you want to do like me and then you and then or do you want to do? What yeah, do why do? don't we just do a couple of them? Why don't you throw, uh, throw one out there and we'll wrap this episode up. Uh, We'll both okay. throw a you go ahead with one and then I'll go ahead with one and then and then you can wrap it up. OK, um, well, since we were just talking about Thanksgiving, one of uh, my traditions that 
we've generally done it, but it's changed uh, over the years. But we do Black Friday shopping. Me and my mom um, usually go Black Friday shopping. And it's like something that we've done for years. Um, And now, you know, it used to be like we would go to the Walmart and stand in the line, all that fun stuff. Uh, But now it's like we don't really need anything. So what I'm going to do for Black Friday this year because all of my Christmas presents are going to be probably cheapity cheap or handmade because I haven't worked, but we're going to do local Black Friday shopping. I'm only going to like the DAV and the ReStore because I know that they have um, sales and they have really cool stuff in there. If you, if you go look around and my thought process was like, who else is going to be at the ReStore and the DAV on Black Friday? <laughs> probably not a lot of people. Is, is, so that's what is I'm doing. the whole Black Friday standing in line and elbowing people and all of that. Is that still a thing? Even um, it was two years ago, but like, <laughs> uh, I don't know about this year. How are we going to social distance a line of fifteen hundred people looking for three hundred TVs? Yeah, <laughs> try to make. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to be the guy supposed to get them to social distance because they uh, they're they're all foaming at the mouth. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I really don't think I'm going to get up early this year. And like, I just am planning on whenever I feel like it, I'll go to uh, the DAV. This is going to be my round. I'll go to DAV, then I'll go to the restore, and then I'll probably stop at Aldi's or Food Lion on the way home because they actually have really good sales on Black Friday. But I try not to leave the house. I don't, I've saved a lot of money, like not shopping in Walmart. Uh, because I'm like an impulse shopper, you know, I'll be like, Ooh, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> if I just don't go to those stores. I'm good. We actually treat uh black Friday as a holiday at Griffin air. Uh, because. Oh, nice. That's nice. the line of work that we're in. Unfortunately on Memorial day, uh, being that it usually falls somewhere at the beginning of summer. Um, we are usually busy and so right. hard for us to do that. And so, Instead, what we do is I give the guys not just Thursday, but also Friday as a paid holiday. And uh, oh, that's yeah. good. So we pretty back to work Saturday morning, though. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we much are pretty late on Black Fridays, I would say. So <laughs> yeah, and that's really nice that you do that as well because it, you know when you're a family you never really know what's going to happen and it's nice to just be home with your family and like be able to make decisions on the fly or help you know we have nobody's coming in from out of town this year but we live next door to my in-laws um so we'll all be there and my husband is also off so it'll be nice actually he's on call so yeah that kind of stinks yeah he'll be off. we have a technician every year on call but other than that yeah definitely yeah so um all right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to throw one more out there. Uh, something unique that uh, now I remember there being a few houses when I where I grew up that would always do a lot of lights and one in particular and uh, people would go there. But the the thing that I found down here is there are certain places that not only do they do Christmas lights and not only do they get crazy with them. But they also will sometimes coincide with a radio station or something. Yeah, that is so neat. Yeah. I really like that. Absolutely. <laughs> and 
I remember being a kid and like, well, maybe not a kid, maybe a little bit older, but doing something like that for the first time. And it like blew my mind. I was like, how does that work? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, God. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I'm sure there's multiple places, but the two that I know of, there's a place in Deltaville that it's near the BB&T bank. It's right beside, I think it's right beside that lot um, or yeah. two down, but it's right there. And I, I know the guy that does it. He puts all the lights out there and, and all of that. And uh, I don't know him that well, but my wife grew up with him and, and I've met him. But <clears throat> yeah, they, uh, they do a really good job. You turn it to that radio station and, you know, when the drums hit with the music, then, you know, the lights light up or whatever. It's really neat how they do it. Yeah, that's uh, we did go see the Deltaville, um, and I like how you can kind of drive around it too. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really nice. Over and there. then the other one is that Franktronics in Gloucester. Um, yes. Yeah. So if you're, he's got really cool lights. Like they're like LED to the max. They're super bright. I like. Oh them. yeah, it's it's really really crazy. They now I'm sure if someone's listening to this and they live down in Virginia Beach or Norfolk. I'm sure there's places somewhere around there that do the same sort of stuff. Um, but I, uh, I, I know about these because they're up our way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't, the only ones that, I mean, there's a couple of neighbors in, uh, in my neighborhood that they go, you know, pretty over the top, but yeah, those are the only two that I really know of myself, um, around here. Yeah. What? Hey, if you're a listener and you know of others, let us know on uh, on Facebook or through messages. Yeah, shoot us an email. Um, yeah, we actually did a light tour uh, in Richmond a few years ago, and so one of our friends they actually got us. Uh, you know, we each had to chip in some money, but but in, ended up we uh, got a stretch limo, and oh wow, uh, it was a Hummer limo. And we rode that around to all these different places looking at these lights. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, that sounds like really fun. Like baller <laughs> in my Hummer. <laughs> and then funny. I go back and get into my Nissan Sentra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the uh, wheel well uh, messed up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's funny. Um, all right. Well, I'll just do one more um, and then we can wrap up. So what we have not done this in Virginia, but we used to do this where I lived in New Jersey. And also when I lived in Pennsylvania, we did this with my family growing up. Um, and I really want to do it this year. So uh, I did look up some, but I, we want to go to a Christmas tree farm and cut down our own tree. Oh. And oh, of course, I just deleted what I was trying to. <laughs> and I know there's one. Um, on the way to Deltaville on the left-hand side, but do you, have you heard of any around here? Yes. Yeah, so there's one near us that um, I believe it's on Stampers Bay Road uh, in Hartfield. And um, that looks like it's called Macy's Tree Farm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. And I know people that have gone there. Uh, it, it seems to have good reviews online. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but my first job where I grew up was working on a, a Christmas tree farm. Oh, really? Yeah, my first job ever. 
And in the summer, we would trim them to make them look like upside down Christmas cones. And uh, in the winter, we would actually cut them and drag them and then bale them, making them smaller. And then you can undo the twine and it, you know. And so what what it would do, we'd have these people come down from New York, D.C., all these different places, and they would pay us, you know, whatever they were paying us, five or ten dollars a tree. And then they would take them up there and sell them for way more than that. Uh, Wow. But, yeah, that was my first ever job. That sounds pretty. You probably had like, I don't know, it's just like Christmas magic seems like it would be in the mountains and you worked on a Christmas tree farm like you legit grew up in a Hallmark Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, it was fun. We uh, it was an interesting experience. I, uh, you know, I don't know about a Hallmark movie. We were poor, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. the trailer hallmark christmas movie no (laughs) where i grew up fake trees were not a thing i we had some relatives that lived in richmond and i always i was like these city folk with their fake tree uh same same we never my mom was like those are expensive we can just get a tree now now christmas i don't know i have noticed that in the last couple years the tree prices have gone up ten dollars every year uh-huh. so like three years ago you could get a small tree for 25 dollars at food lion or walmart you know it's not the best one now they're starting at 45 i'm really interested to see what what they're going to start at this year just with uh the c word i don't know yeah. i don't know and if i'm going to a tree farm you know you're going to be spending upwards of 80 to 100 dollars for a christmas yeah. tree but it's about the experience people <laughs> you you if if you're into that and and so on we definitely got to support these folks that you know have small businesses and doing things like that and and uh i think there's something to be said for having a, a you know a real tree with that christmas smell that it puts off and all of that yeah uh, in your home um just don't burn your house down uh, yeah no you gotta water it you gotta water yeah. it it's uh it's your daughter coming before Christmas? Uh, it doesn't. She's well, so she's supposed to be due on February 13th, but we think, oh, okay, than that, uh, based on how everything's going. And, um, so I don't think it'll be before Christmas, though. I, I think if I if I was a betting man, I, I would bet that she'd be here two to four weeks early, it's sometime in January, uh, yeah maybe well cool okay yep well that's very exciting enjoy this last christmas with just the two of you (laughs) next year it's gonna be little girl stuff everywhere yeah yeah, that next year will be the this will be the last year that we get presents i'm guessing that everything in the future will be just for her oh you'll get presents but it's basically you know some pottery thing that doesn't look like what it's supposed to be and (laughs) <laughs> some scribble drawing <laughs> no, kidding. So I'll be good <laughs> so yeah it's uh it's exciting though a lot of fun you're gonna love it yeah we're excited yep cool well uh thanks for tuning in if you listen to this we're gonna be doing more episodes coming up we're gonna be having some guests the guests that I had scheduled that had to uh 
reschedule. I don't think I told you, Erica, but he's actually one of the local high school basketball coaches. And oh, cool! Yeah, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to have him on the show and to talk about. I uh, where I grew up, football was probably the you know the number one sport. A uh, lot of if you've ever seen that movie uh, Varsity Blues, uh, I have, and I love it. Yeah, it that some of would close down on Friday nights they would all have you know good luck to the local team on their signs and so football's kind of the sport up there um, down here I've realized that it's probably closer to more like uh, you know either baseball or uh, basketball and yeah so I just thought it'd be cool to have him on there and there have been uh, some in fact yeah Matthews I think won the state championship this past year so that was cool, but uh, he's the new head coach of the uh, Middlesex team, and so I was talking to him, and so we're going to have him on a show soon, and... Neat, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm excited. But, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening to Behind the Scenes in Tidewater. Want to share something with us or be a guest on the show? Send us an email at tidewaterpodcast at gmail.com. Like, share, and subscribe our podcast to help us grow. And listen for more deals, discounts, and wisdom from the best businesses in the Tidewater area.